This is Rob Flynn from Machine Head, and you're about to check out the Kerrang! Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Kerrang! Podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here at the Holborn Studios in London with Machine Head's Rob Flynn. Welcome, Rob. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty awesome. Excellent. You've just had a lunch preparing for the rest of your afternoon of press activities. That's correct. Right, a few days here talking to people in England about the upcoming new Machine Head album, Unto the Locust. Um, I've been, well, had the pleasure of looking through all of the lyrics earlier today that were sent over from Roadrunner Records. It seems like a very personal and kind of deep album on your low level there. Uh, some of the songs are personal. I mean, a song like I Am Hell is about a female arsonist, so it's got nothing to do with me at all, which was actually a pretty cool place to write from. My uh, our guitarist, Phil, had suggested writing a song about a female arsonist, or sorry, about an arsonist, mm -hmm. and I had a song called I Am Hell, which wasn't necessarily about anything, it was just these totally warped lyrics, and so I was like, hey, maybe I could put these together, I am hell, like creating hell by starting these fires. And I had taken a crack at writing it as a male arsonist. And you know, demoed it and it seemed it was cool, but I couldn't really connect with it. I couldn't really, you know, I don't feel like that. And so um, I started researching uh, arsonists and pyromaniacs and I stumbled across this thing where in the medical, psychological field, women arsonists are considered the monsters of that field because where wow. as a man does uh, these things out of anger or revenge or domination, when a woman does these acts, the only thing that explains this kind of incomprehensible behavior is love. And it really was, it just freaked me out. And so I rewrote the whole song on this, you know, this mindset of a woman and, you know, doing it for love. And it was an interesting place, obviously, as a man to write from there. And it ended up being just this black song. It's a very dark, dark song and uh, very intense. Is that quite a sort of um, regular process for you when you go about writing to sort of go into research into quite sort of deep territories rather than just drawing from your own experiences? Yeah, sometimes. I mean... You know, so sometimes it's once you start getting into something, you know, especially when you're trying to get a little more descriptive and it's cool to do a little bit of research. Um, you know, a song like uh, Darkness Within is obviously just a very personal song. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, me and my life as a musician and how much music means to me. And, you know, but then you write a song like, uh, you know, I mean, I th Phil wrote a song on the record, and he wrote most of the lyrics for, which was uh, "Pearls for Swine," and it, you know, it's about addiction, and it's about not necessarily any one addiction. It could be, it, we wrote it purposefully vague enough so that it could apply to anything, but it's just about addiction in general. And when you're doing that, you know, you kind of go like, you know, you're trying to get these descriptive words and these, you know, these, you know, almost metaphorical. Uh, Thing. So yeah, it's, it's cool to do a little bit of research, you know. Sometimes we're inspired by society, stuff we see on the news, other stuff is inspired by personal experience, other stuff is just inspired by 
wow, man, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> Plenty to draw from, I'm yeah. sure, at the moment. Can I swear? Yes, of okay. course. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, if I may, about the darkness within. It's a kind of, um, I've seen Phil online describe it as almost sort of ballad-like in, in machine head terms. And it's a very personal song. Looking at the lyrics, you said it's all about music and your experience in the music industry and how important music is to you. And you kind of compare it almost as a faith, um, and you mentioned calling you say a out faith? To, yeah, yeah, a faith almost. Uh-huh. Um, would that be right? It's sort of music is, has become your religion. Um, I mean, I don't want to try and shove my you know thing on anybody. I mean, I know that many people who I know many people who are religious and they're awesome people and I like them. And I know people who are satanic and they're awesome and I like them. Um, for me. I wasn't really raised with religion in my life and uh, a little bit here and there, but you know, a lot of, a lot of people turn to, um, you know, they turn to, to religion and in times of trouble. And a lot of times I turn to music and it helped carry me through a lot of dark periods of my life. And, and that's essentially what that song is about. It's just, you know, that, that, would you say it's quite true of a lot of kind of heavy metal music fans as well that they take music incredibly seriously and it is such a passionate part of their lives that it does become something that saves them from dark times and improves the great times and a sort of faith and soundtrack of their lives? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I totally. I mean, they're, I think that's why metal fans are so passionate. I mean, I for me personally, I mean, just my experience, it's... You know, you talk about a soundtrack. I can think of every moment of my life, and there's a soundtrack to it. You know, some kind of music, even like my earliest memories. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I absolutely believe that. And I don't think that everybody necessarily feels that way. You know, sometimes I talk to people, and they're like, "Yeah, music's cool," and I'm like, "Music's cool? Like it's okay? <laughs> like that's just it's isn't? Yeah, it's it, it's it is. It's completely incomprehensible to me. Like when I find a band, and I still consider us the four of us all music fans i mean we're still you know we love discovering new bands and we love finding some new thing whether it's you know americana or whether it's metal or whether it's hip-hop you know in my case probably hip-hop um you know just discovering this new thing or this new sound and how it can just make you go wow that's freaking awesome is it nice to think that over the course of the years that you've been doing stuff with Machine Head, that there are so many thousands of people in the world that are using your songs as reasons to get out of bed in the morning, reasons to cheer up, reasons to be able to, to deal with problems in their lives? Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you hear these really serious, super heartfelt stories that just, you know, they'll start to cry and I'll be like, don't do that. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> you know? And then other times you hear about people who play uh, drinking games to Halo. Every time, like every time the game is every time they hear the harmonic, they have to take, they have to take a sip of beer and they just get hammered. I'm like, man, there's a lot of harmonics in that song. I <laughs> could get messy nine minute span right there. So yeah, that it's that, that they can have this enjoyment or they can have this game or they can have this hard time. You know? Yeah. That's it's, I mean, that's the ultimate. I was finally going to ask about um, Who We Are, the closing track on the album. Mm -hmm. Um, Lyrically, and I may have misinterpreted, it it reads as quite like an anthem. I can imagine kind of large crowds of Machine Head fans sort of singing it along as a kind of army of metalers kind of uniting. What was was the inspiration behind it? Have I completely got that one wrong? Yeah, 
it's a little more from a personal standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 and I think it could become that, but when I try and write, I'm trying not to write for an army of metalers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, if to me, if it's going to be real, it needs to come from someplace that I at least mm-hmm. identify with. And, you know, I think that, you know, I, it's about, that came from a place where I was just feeling, uh, there was a time not that long ago when I was just feeling extremely judged for what I did and extremely, uh, you know, for the type of music I play and for what just choices I've made in my life. And, you know, that was just like a fuck you, you know, this is who I am. You know, I'm, you know, I sit there and sometimes I talk to my son who goes to school and like people make fun of him and, you know, not necessarily because of his dad, but, you know, people do judge. And, you know, you sit there and I'll sit there and be like, you know what, dude, like, if those people don't like you, you know, just be yourself. You know, this is who you are and this is who I am. And, you know, be proud of that fact. You know, fuck them if they don't like you. And that's, that song is, is that. Thank you for shedding some light on that. Um, there is a DVD that will be coming out with the special edition of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, the album is actually coming out on September 26th, and the special edition will arrive after that. The DVD is a making of, mm-hmm. Unto the Locust. Um, do you think that's something that will kind of open some eyes, sort of shed some extra light on the content and the, the sort of inspiration behind the record? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a 20-minute making of the record. and Any um, surprises on there that people will be interested to see? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be a surprise, but, I mean, I think, you know, seeing some of the, you know, we hired a string quartet, a string quartet named Quartet Rouge that played on the Green Day song, 21 Guns, and uh, we were at Green Day Studio, and I had always wanted to bring in a string quartet, and they recommended them because they, they had a great experience with them. And, uh, you know, just I think seeing us work together, you know, and me producing them, and, you know, they ended up on three of the tracks, and it was it was a really cool element. You know, we didn't really want to go too crazy with it. They're only on small little bits of it. Um, didn't want to make it like a black metal thing where it was all the way through a song. Um, just little parts to make them tasteful. And yeah, there's a couple of cool things on there. Will it be a Kerrang shocker? I don't know. <laughs> nah, don't, not asking for that one. <laughs> Thank you very much, Rob. Lovely to chat to you. Yeah. And I uh, hope to see you again soon next time you're touring. All right. Thank you.